please. My dad is Mr. Brightside. Call me Steve. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, look on the bright side of life, because we're talking about <laughs> Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Mm-hmm. This is a fascinating one, because I guess it's a story song, but also, I need you to walk me through how it's a story song. Okay, okay, Exactly. Good. good. So this is exact. I'm glad you went there, because this is exactly... Why I wanted to talk about this. And guys, this was not a setup. This is just how. Ma'am, we've never met, correct? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Let me show you this. Let me show you this vacuum works. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, Michael. I, um, in re listening to the song, or when when you said you wanted to do an episode on the song, I I was like, cool. I I think of the six or seven lyrics I could make out of this song. Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I, I think there's a story in there. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of those songs where it goes by so quickly and it's just like, all right, I'm just, I'm in for the melody. This is, of course, a classic of reading the lyrics and being like, oh, that's what he's saying? Okay. (laughs) Um, That's that. But let me, so the the story of the story song real quick is um, our narrator is telling us that everything is fine, although actually everything is horrible because his... Girlfriend is with another guy, maybe? And he's totally cool with it, except that it's killing him, but also everything's fine mm-hmm. um, with it. And also, maybe he's imagining this, and also maybe he's imagining <laughs> the girlfriend and none of this has ever happened. That's, that's the story um, of the story song. And uh, obviously, um, we'll get into it. But yeah, Tale what, all this the, time. You know, typical Tuesday. So here's what I would say. I'll do, I'll do this, my big thing at the top here. So in terms of songs, there are songs where the lyrics are just nonsense. And then there are songs where the lyrics are, um, you know, about a moment uh, or about a concept like, I love you or you broke my heart. And they never go beyond that, which, by the way, I'm not putting any uh, quality judgments on these. I'm just stating these facts. That's a perfectly fine uh, way to do a song, but those aren't story songs, right? Because there's, there's no narrative. It doesn't go anywhere, whatever. And then there are story songs, right, um, which are the things that we cover on this show. I think we have about 126 uh, episodes. Look at the backlog. You'll, um, you'll see some good examples in there. But then... You should rate and review all of them. <laughs> this is why I wanted to talk about this song. Because then there are songs that fall in the middle where you're like, this seems like a story song. It seems like something is happening here. But is it like, I'm not, I'm not sure. I have questions. Yeah. But is this, is this a story song? Like, are, are you trying to tell me a narrative? And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Um, and this is a very random example, but I just happened to hear it pretty recently. Is the song The Hardest Button to Button by The White Stripes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics go, now we're a family and we're all right now. We've got a little money and a little place to fight now. We don't know you and we don't owe you. But if you see us around, I've got something else to show you. Now, I cannot get into the mind 
of Jack White, obviously. <laughs> no. But I You'll am get going lost to in there. <laughs> but here's but here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that those are just words that sound good together. I don't think he's attempting to like tell us a story. I don't think there's a narrative. We're not supposed to ponder what he's going to show us. It's just it's just like these words just sound good together and they fit in the rhyme in the in the meter and and that's it. That's like kind of all I think he was worried about. As opposed to something like the story songs that we cover where like they will in fact like shove in words where they don't belong or give you random details just because like they're trying to tell a story they're trying to make it fit so again this one falls this is one of the rare ones that kind of falls in the middle where i'm not quite sure if he was trying to tell us a story or these words just sounded good together or what um but ever since i have heard this song since it was originally possible uh originally popular um i've had a lot of questions (laughs) about about what's going coming out of my cage and i've been doing just So he was in a he was in a cage, I'm assuming metaphorically, right? Maybe that would a cage be weird of, if he wasn't. Well, look, Prison. I Rachel, I take nothing for granted. I'm trying to <laughs> just yeah. trying to present. You know what I mean? This is the, this is the Socratic method. This is the scientific method. That's right. Start start blank slate. Like let's just let's you know. Obviously, like we're gonna we're gonna get rid of some 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 things quickly, but let's not dismiss anything right Shh, off. The you bat. got it. You got it. Okay. But right now we're saying he's in a glass case of emotion. Yeah. So <laughs> right now he's trapped in a cage. Um, no, he's he's in a human zoo. Um, Behind his own wall. <laughs> he's in, presumably he was in a, ca- a metaphorical cage of some sort of depression, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Gotta gotta be down because I want it all. I guess he's saying I gotta be... I want the world. I want to do all these cool stuff. So I got to be cool. I got to be down with I it. Be, I got to be hip. I got to be hip. I got to be. I got to be good. And I also like. And when we break cool, it down that like, way, it it sounds super cool. Yeah. No. Definitely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think what he's saying is like being cool is like being detached from your emotions. So like it's I got to be down. I got to be. I got to be cool about. I got to be cool about what's happening. Um, if again anything is happening at all, mm-hmm. but. Because I want it all. It started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Mm-hmm. So how did what end up like what? <laughs> there, there, was, there was a kiss. How did it end up like this? I don't know. Now. This feels lyrically like where he's setting up the story, like where he's, where he's recalling. He's about to recall like what happened, like that it, he got here. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Totally, totally. Yeah. After he says, "How did it end up like this?" There's a wavy dissolve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> right. And what I like about this is the repetition of the word "kiss." Mm-hmm. Lyrically, I think that's really cool. Like it is. It's something. One. It's the rhyme, but it's sort of like this thing that he keeps going back to. So the question right. is, for me, mm-hmm. the, que- the question is, 
was the kiss that it started out with a kiss between he and her uh, or him and her? Or was it a kiss between this other person and her? I don't know. Right. That's a great question. So it was only a kiss. So did is he talking about that he kissed this woman and now he like is obsessed with her? Right. That's what I'm wondering. Or is it like I kissed her? Okay. So he kissed her like once. Right. right? And but she's with someone else. Yeah. She has a boyfriend. He kissed her. Right. Okay. And now he's like now he's like obsessed with her. Or he kissed her. They became in a relationship, right? So it started with a kiss, led to a relationship, and now she's cheating on him with someone else. Right. Or only in his mind is she doing that. Yeah. Or is the kiss referring to he saw them kissing. Right. He's in a relationship. This is his girlfriend. He saw her kissing another man, and it's driving him crazy. Or did he just, <laughs> or did he just imagine this kiss between right. her and someone else? So yeah, I think here is I'm gonna I'm gonna just do a hard take on it. I'm okay. gonna say that what happened is this because it plays mm-hmm. into my my like, um, you know how I'm like cynical and like go yeah. to the dark side. I have a dark okay. side like version of this as well. But mm-hmm. um, I think what it is is what you said first, which is these two kissed at some point, okay. and but it was just a kiss, and he is now consumed with like emotion for her. She just saw it as a kiss. And so when he says it was only a kiss, it was only a kiss, he's trying to tell himself to snap out of it. Right. So that's, and then how did it end up like this? Is like, how did it end up with her, where I'm so insanely obsessed and jealous of her, no matter, right. uh, of jealous of her being with someone. Right. Exactly. When it was only a kiss. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I like that. Thanks, Michael. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> so then he says, now, now here's the part where I, 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 uh, okay. Every time I hear the song, I'm like, what? Okay. Now I'm falling asleep and she's calling a cab. Okay. While he's having a smoke and she's taking a drag. So she called the cab. Mm-hmm. Then he's having a cigarette and she takes a drag off his cigarette. I know I literally just said that. Somebody else. I want to walk, I walk us through. Potentially. Yeah, presumably. But now here's, here's the part where I get lost. She called the cab. He's having a smoke. She takes a drag. Now they're going to bed. Didn't she just call the cab? Like what? What, what is hat? Like what is hat? She called the cab, to, presumably to to get in the cab and take her somewhere. But now they're going to bed. Wait, yeah, they're wh- going to how- this new guy's place. That's where the cab is going. Oh, so they're both getting in the cab. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that she called a cab. So I always pictured it that I always pictured this whole thing, the beginning of it, happening at a party. And okay, so. These two kiss. But here and, but here's the problem. Here's the problem yeah. though. And and I think you're I'm not saying you're wrong. But I think you the part that make... always threw me well, I think the part always threw me is <laughs> now I'm falling asleep. Because I was always right. like, where is he? Cause it always because it always seemed like they were to they were together. He was falling asleep and she's calling a cab. Yeah. 
But then he's having a smoke. So how many people are in this room? Was no, the, again the question I was having a smoke. Myself. The other dude is having a smoke. That's what I. But that's what I'm saying. They're not. In I'm the room falling together. asleep. I'm falling asleep. She's calling a cab. He's having a smoke. Where are these three things happening in relation to each well, other? She's not on a landline, Daniel. She's calling a cab out on her cell phone. Like, no, I, he goes and falls asleep. Ho- hold on. Okay. They're at a party. This All guy right. is uh, a total lightweight. Okay. And he's falling asleep, like, at the party after they had a kiss. And she's like, well, that was sweet. I'm going to go. And then on the And then she's outside calling a cab while he's having a smoke while this other dude is outside smoking. Okay. And she's like, can I have a drag? And right. then they, and then they get together. Maybe mm. it's his, like one of his friends and he knows that he's there out having a smoke. And so the timing of it is freaking with his mind. Okay. Okay. See the, I think the phrase now they're going to, because the next line is now they're going to bed and my stomach is sick. The the phrase they're going to bed just sounds like they've been together for years. Like that doesn't that just doesn't sound like a one night stand, you know what I mean? Like, well, they're going to bed. Um, but I could be wrong. Okay, so you think so you think this is all happening like in in a couple of hours. Like he's falling asleep. This whole thing feels like a college party, basically. Okay. Where like the <laughs> drama it all takes place so um intensely in a small period of time. Right. Where everybody's trying to hook up with everybody else, and there's always an odd man out. And it just okay. so happens that Mr. Killer is, well, I don't know why I didn't call him Mr. Brightside, is Mr. Brightside is the odd man out. All right. Yeah, I don't so the- think, when he says I'm falling asleep, I don't think it's like he's he's tucking himself in for the evening, I think. Yeah, there's no nightcap involved. Yeah, I think he's like dozing. I think he's getting sleepy at this party, let's just call it a college cast party. And <laughs> okay, like, okay. Now they're singing Les Mis. Um, yep. So it's also this was released what two thousand three. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing I did want to say, and you're not wrong, Rachel. But when you're like, she's not on a landline. I mean, this is two thousand and three, so it is quite possible that she is on a landline. But that's, you know, and maybe she has like a Motorola. Um, she's got like a flip phone. She's got a. Um, <laughs> what did you have, Michael? <laughs> What was your favorite cell phone? The Motorola uh, Tech. What was it called? I don't know. I had matter. a razor. I don't know if anyone remembers the razor that it it flipped. <laughs> oh yeah, remember it? You you twisted it and it flipped. The and then the key they had the keyboard. Was that the razor or the crazer? I had a ra- or the envy. I don't remember the envy. No, the razor. The crazer is the razor, but they put cranberry in it for some reason. Um, <laughs> but but it, they make it taste like cherries. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, while she's calling a cab, she's T nine texting her uh, yeah. her friend. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, it's two thousand and three. But what I was going to say um, is, if it's two thousand three, mm-hmm. if he's he's having a smoke, he might not be outside. This might all be. Wow, that's, true. that's such that's a true. good point. Like this might be happening. Right, right next to him. Yeah, he's passed out on the couch, and the other dude's smoking. Yeah, and so he's sort of seeing this, and maybe he sees them get into the cab. Who knows? But when he says now they're going to bed, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if this is a little bit like before he cheats, where he's kind of envisioning this, like he's sitting oh, yeah. there. Right. Yes, he's starting to doze, and he's like, "Well, now this is happening, obviously." Yeah. Right. Yep. So that so this is my question is here's my question. So 
I never actually finished the lyrics, let me just say. Now I'm falling asleep and she's calling a cab while he's having a smoke and she's taking a drag. Now they're going to bed and my stomach is sick and it's all in my head, but she's touching his chest. I'll get to that in a second. So he says it's all in my head, right? Yeah. So my question is, did she just leave the party? And he's like, I bet I bet I know what she's doing. She probably left with that guy. And now they're going to go to bed together. Or is he like, or is he in fact correct? Like he saw them leave together. I can take a pretty good guess as to like what's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Or is he just completely imagining this? Because the one thing you guys are saying, I, I, I think you're right. But it also seems funny to me where he's like, my stomach is sick. So he's like so seethingly mad that this is happening. But also he's like, yawn. Well, I'm going to sleepy town. <laughs> like it just seems weird that you think he'd be a little bit more awake, I guess is what I'm saying. Or he just if had too much so... green pucker, green apple pucker. <laughs> That'll make sure. your stomach sick. Let me tell you what. Yeah. I mean, he's that's got... a good point. Like he could just be recounting like what's happening at this party. And part of what's happening at this party is he is drinking college drinks so and much brains farm <laughs> i mean look i'm a i you know are nine jello shots in a row is that a good idea <laughs> no it's not did i do it sure does jello look real weird coming back up the other way yeah it does <laughs> but look what are you gonna do <laughs> it's college um exactly so, <laughs> so occasionally you have a little bit of jello come out of your nose while you yeah. throw it up. Look, folks, let's not make a big listen, deal about it. Listen. Okay, we've all been there. We've every single person in this podcast has been there. So don't act all high and mighty. Who in who in this world has not thrown up Technicolor <laughs> after a college party? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get all the colors of the rainbow. It's, it's like, like a, a little. <laughs> Yeah. Get your own little leprechaun at the <laughs> with a pot of gold in your toilet as you throw up every color. There is. Um a little bit of Oz at the end of every party. Exactly. So like when Dorothy was falling asleep, she's calling a cab. All right. So he's or again, or is he completely imagining this? Right. Like he's just in his bed falling asleep and he's like i bet i know what she's doing and again is this his girlfriend or is just is this just some girl that he kissed once i right. think it's that yeah me too i don't because yeah and now he's like so obsessed with both her and and him he's obsessed with her and her boyfriend and like can't stop thinking about it. So we don't even know if any of the stuff that's happening right now is physically happening or it's just something that he is imagining. Well, what if yeah. it right? was somebody that he didn't kiss? What if it was um what if it was just somebody that he fancied and right. and she kissed somebody else? And mm. in his mind, it's like it's only a kiss. Right. Right, but then He's he watching sees her progress. Right. So that's he what sees, it, it was only a kiss. How did it end up like this? That she's calling a cab and they're. So you're yeah. saying that the other guy, not Mr. Brightside, the other guy and she have a kiss. And that's what he sees at the party. And he's like, this is just a kiss. It's fine. And then he starts spiraling when he goes to bed, which everybody does. So yeah, yeah. That, that makes great sense. Well, I mean, I, I spiral I think... about a thing I said in 10th grade. Um, <laughs> yeah. That... yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I look like a real idiot. Uh, but, you know, everyone does it. Sure. I spiral about the series finale of Lost. 
Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I mean, it all makes sense, Michael. I can explain it to you. It all makes sense. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> what about the polar bear, Dan? What about the it polar bear? Up. It's all about the it's all about the Nixon uh, years. I don't know how you don't see it. <laughs> but I think all the stuff that he talks about, he does see happening. But but he does start to spiral of like, now this is probably happening. Now this is probably happening. Right. Like he sees he sees her calling a cab. He sees him smoking a cigarette. So I think it's things that he's seeing that plus him spiraling. The spiraling is when they're going to bed, basically. Like yeah. when it says now, from there on out, that's him spiraling as he passes right. out on the couch, hoping that nobody draws like <laughs> a penis in marker on his face. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if he's at a party with me, that wish will not be granted. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Right now, any party, birthday parties, anniversary parties, Christmas parties. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do what not we're saying fall asleep. Is, yeah, don't fall asleep around Dan. Is what we're saying. <laughs> I got I got a sharpie on a necklace that I hang around my neck, <laughs> so I am ready and to go. And his very own any, stencil. <laughs> any second. <laughs> no, Rachel, I am freehand. Please. <laughs> I am an artiste. <laughs> uh, it's dual purpose. If I want to pick up game of tic tac toe, you know, it's <laughs> it's all ready to go. Sharpie. Yeah, yeah, you never know. So he's falling asleep, and then so do we think after he says now falling asleep? I know I'm I'm belaboring this, but. Now I'm falling asleep. Is everything after that in his imagination? Is he just imagining, well, she's probably calling a cab, and then he's smoking, and she takes a drag? Because that's a very intimate act to smoke the same cigarette, um, as Better Call Saul showed us. Um, It's true. And now they're going to bed, and my stomach is sick, um, and it's all in my head. but But she's touching his chest. Now he takes off her dress. Let me go. I just can't look. It's killing me. They're taking control. Mm-hmm. So, again, when he's like, I just can't look, he's like, I, I don't, I don't want to see these images that are in my head. That's what I think. Right? It's killing me, but they're taking control. Not even her. Yeah. They're taking control of me. I cannot stop thinking about this. Right. Good. Yes. Now the other now the other take <laughs> on it is that he has he ha, he started falling asleep, woke back up, and then followed them and is staring through a window. I mean, so, it's not. That's the thing. You know. It's not out of the question, right? Yeah. Um, because that's that. Because again, I mean, I was half joking. I was like, how many people were in this room? But that's always. I was always trying to figure out the math here of like, he's falling asleep, she's calling a cab, he's taking a drag. Now they're going to bed. Yeah. And then, but I can't look. And I'm like, well, where are you, dude? Oh my <laughs> God. You... What if, if this is a college party, what if they're roommates? Oh, mm. that's really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? I mean, it's a, the one part, well, it's I It's fine, guess... my roommate's asleep. Is he? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Or if they were at a different, like a party that wasn't in their dorm and- She's calling a cab and like the two of them get in the cab together and it's like, well, I'm going back to the same place. So I'm going to, can I just hop yeah. in the cab with you guys? Yeah. yeah. Damn that off campus housing. Tires <laughs> screech. Um, are you sure? Are you sure roommate is asleep? He had like, he drank an entire bottle of green apple pucker. He's, he's going to be out. He's, he's zonked. He's zonked. Yeah, Ironically, yeah. not getting a sugar high, but. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah. So then again, I think it's the jealousy, not, I mean, definitely jealousy of her, but it's almost like a jealousy of their perfect relationship that he's imagining, mm. right? I would say the one problem with it being a college party is that she's wearing a dress, but I guess she could just be like, I'm just imagining like a ball gown or something, but I guess she could what? have like a fairly simple. No, you but know I, there's I sort of, many levels of dresses, right, you know, Daniel? I know, but I was just imagining like they're at a fancy party, right? Like it's- I feel like- can I say something? Yeah. I feel like maybe that is in your head because of, possibly because of the um, way that the killers look in the video. That's he's fair. In, he's in a yeah, suit. Yeah. He's in like a fancy yeah. suit in this video. But I do like the fact that, <laughs> I like the idea that the only kind of dress Dan thinks about <laughs> has like hoops and, you know, is for well, debutante balls only. I, I'd say that. I was just, I don't mean like, you know, they're at like an Oscar party or something. But just like I was just imagining that Sure. You gloves, know, the kind of tails. No, I mean I don't want to get I don't want to get too into the details, but the kind of dress that like you have to help a woman take off is usually like a fancy dress. You know what I mean? Like you have to help her unzip it. That's all I'm so- saying. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's that crazy. And I'm also saying I'm wrong. I was just. That's what I was imagining. Such a romanticized version of this song, where he's gingerly unzipping her, and the cuts are like of like a close up of the zipper, and then a shoulder. Uh I'm thinking it's like a. It's like a sundress that he's just basically like tearing off of her because they're two horny teens at college. Yeah. Okay. Look, we both have. I maybe. Rachel, maybe I'm a little classier than you, okay? <laughs> Without a doubt, but that's not the point. <laughs> or this is actually a cast party, and she played the role of Anna in The King and I, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. she just showed up at this party in costume, and right. she's wearing the giant Shall We Dance dress. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm-hmm. everybody has to leave because there's not enough room for everybody in the party and the dress. Yeah, and he yeah. says, you know, you can't, you're not supposed to wear that dress out. Right. Like, you cannot... The whole thing that the director said was, "We cannot drink or eat in the in our costumes." Let me help mm. you out of that dress. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let me slip into something more comfortable, like Act Two, yeah. Scene Six. Right. That seems a little more comfortable. So let me help you out of that dress. You're out of it. Great, because I'm going to put this back uh, where it goes in the closet, and then I will yeah. see you tomorrow at rehearsal yeah. on your <laughs> labeled hanger. <laughs> Don't touch uh, my props. Those are props. Don't touch my props. <laughs> he just works as the dresser on the show. He's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why he's helped. Let me help you <laughs> out of your dress for your quick change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now the boots. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mr. Brightside is like, they're having this torrid affair. And this guy is like, goes to the director and is like, we have to talk about her. This is the yeah. second time she's shown up in a costume at a party. <laughs> she, she's not only was she wearing the costume, but she, yeah. Act two, it was on the wrong hanger. And then I'm trying to find it in the dark. You know what I'm saying? It's Guys, like, how many times the, have we said there's this? There's a put reason why we put the hangers. right clothes. That's a, we, There's a reason why we put the right clothes on the right hangers, so that we can do the quick change, okay? Guys, I don't know how many times I can say this, all right? Carol, who plays pit, who plays flute in the pit, was so annoyed. They had to vamp <laughs> while we had to find this costume. <laughs> vamp. Vamp oh flute player. <laughs> <laughs> when you're done oh, with the man. prop, put it back on the prop table, and I then can't. we will reset it for tomorrow. Come on. 
It's uh, everything Folks. is labeled and taped. I do a really good job. No, stay away from me. You can't have a drag for my cigarette. You're in costume. <laughs> Guys, we are in college. I expect you to be professional. Okay? This is a three have, performance run. Have respect for yourself and have respect for the rest of your cast members, okay? Anyway. Now who wants Domino's? It's the only <laughs> kind of pizza there is in college. God, I'm just I'm I'm sorry. I'm just getting chills thinking about all this the self-serious people <laughs> in those plays in college. Oh yeah. Looking back down like guys, it was a college play. What were we so worried about? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They're taking control. Jealousy, turning saints into the sea. Swimming through sick lullabies, choking on your alibis. Okay. Mm. What? That's because the problem now is like, what alibis? He like, I don't. <laughs> she's, he's just gone insane, right? I mean, at least he's saying that, like, this is all just jealousy, right? Like, mm. she's acknowledging that, like, he's going insane with jealousy. So some of this, I don't even know. It's like, it's 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 just him. Like it's just madness. He's yeah. just saying nonsense at this point. I mean, the saint into the sea. I don't understand at all. I don't right. really get that phrase. I don't know if it's a thing or it just sounds good. The swimming through sick lullabies, I think, could also could still be him in his head, like going through all these possibilities of what's happening, like as in like that's the. Like his lullaby, he's trying to get to sleep, and the lullabies are right. basically just him playing what could be happening between the two of them in his mind. Oh, right. So instead of like listening to a lullaby to fall asleep, he's listening to sick lullabies of right his like jealous insanity going around and around and yes. around his head. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. That's and all then... I got because it was a choking, choking on your alibis. Right. All of this, I think, is like what he says early is that he's falling asleep i think he's this could be him falling asleep and like everything just playing through his head and it's it, none of it really makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's it's him thinking about them but also falling asleep so it's sort of like a dreamlike state yeah and i think even the choking on your alibis could be that that he's playing through the next step which could be like his what he would love is if she came and said, no, it's not this. It's, it's, this right. isn't what it is. And he's like, no, you, you know, um, he, you keep right. your he's alibis. I'm going to be the bigger right. person when this all comes, when it comes back and you realize that I'm the one you want to be with and you have all right. these alibis of what happened that night. Forget it. And, and again, cause you're talking about like, he's, he, he, so he's imagining, right. That like, she's going to come, on bend, you know, on her knees, begging to, for him to take him, yeah. take her back, and he's going to be like super cool about it, right? Be, to be like, no, I don't, I don't even really care that much because he's Mister Brightside. Mm -hmm. Like he's just like, that's nah, fine. Um, even though that's what he's imagining, even though it's killing him, he's yeah. imagining that he will torture her by acting like he doesn't care about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, I accept that. 
Okay, good. Um, choking on your al alibis, but it's just the price I pay. Destiny is calling me. Open up my eager eyes because I'm Mr. Brightside. And I think that's the, the price I pay is, again, he's like, I have to pretend like this doesn't bother me, mm -hmm. even though it bothers me extremely. And again, we're not still not sure <laughs> how much this could just be some girl that like, you know, it's she's like kind of European, so she just like gave him a kiss on the cheek. Hello, <laughs> right, and he's like, right. and he's like, oh, sure. this is my this is my destiny to like forever, <laughs> you know, want this girl, but oh, I can't have her. This great love, this terrible tragedy between us, and like she doesn't even know who this guy is. It's no idea. Um, yeah, I, Over I mm -hmm. um, so do you want to hear my dark take on this? I do in one second. The only thing I want to say, I like the open up my eager eyes mm -hmm. contrasting with the I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. it's the opposite now. Now now he was like getting sleepy, but he's so angry that he's opened up his eager eyes and he's now he's gonna pretend like he's super cool with this and he's Mr. Brightside. Right. That's yeah. all. Yeah. But you were saying, Rachel. So here's a dark take on this. So okay. he gets consumed with jealousy. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna say? I was just gonna say it's the the dark side of Mr. Brightside. The dark side of Mr. Brightside. He gets consumed with jealousy, and when he says, "But it's just the price I pay," destiny is calling me. He decides to go after them. I mean, Open that's up possible. My eager eyes, because yep. I'm Mr. Brightside. So he's looking at the bright side of like I can take matters into my own hands. Yeah. And like this is my des. I found my destiny, which is yes. I've snapped, and now I'm Mr. Brightside. That is dark. Uh, it's a great serial killer name, <laughs> Mr. Brightside. Um, I mean, it's it's a great. We talked about this. I think last episode. It'd be a great Batman villain. Oh yeah. But like, yeah. oh yeah. You know what I mean? Now listen. Is part of that because the band is called the Killers? Probably. Mm -hmm. But that's on them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's on them. You, you know what I mean? You brought this on yourself. Look at you made happy. us do the Killers. Yeah. <laughs> you made us decide <laughs> that your song is about a murderer. But, but when he says destiny is calling me, there's a shift. So what is that shift? It could be that he decides to, to take matters into his own hands and like go after her. And right. do you know what I mean? Or or forget about her. Because he's Mr. Brightside, so his destiny is not to be with her. His eyes are now open to what he didn't have with her. Right. And he's looking on the bright side. Or he's just trying to fool himself. Right. I mean, this guy, to be clear, I think this guy is like a whiny baby. Where he's like, <laughs> eh, I kissed this girl once and she didn't fall in love with me. And now she's out with her boyfriend, like is what she should probably, you know, what she should be doing. Um, but but this is, the, this is my destiny is to... You know, like I mean, basically the guy's an incel is what I'm saying. It's like this is my <laughs> destiny that no no woman's good enough for me. They're all ugh. They're out with their boyfriends. What else? He's taking your dress off. Like that's I mean that's another interpretation that he's just yeah. like this melodramatic crybaby. Um, or I think and then maybe <laughs> yeah. I think to a lesser degree, it could be him sort of being resigned to the fact that like this isn't going to happen. I think it could right. be him being right. like, all right, this. This happened. She's with him. He's in this story. He doesn't get the girl. And he's like, but I have to be okay with it. I'm Mr. Brightside. Right. Yeah. I have to look yeah. on the bright side of this. That's mm -hmm. a price I pay because I'm the nice guy. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's my destiny is just to be the nice guy. Yeah. 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 That was a real Rorschach test, the way the three of us interpreted <laughs> the end of that song. I did not like the results. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man what's it's this is it a butterfly or is it two people being stabbed <laughs> i mean nice try but it's definitely yeah. two people being stabbed <laughs> tell me what like, you see in this picture of a butterfly murder yeah 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 <laughs> no but this butterfly picture yeah no it's murder it's definitely murder uh no what is it um okay triple murder what do you want me to say you want me to be more specific <laughs> Oh, man. What about this picture? Murder, murder, murder. I'm going to save you some time. Uh, they're all murder. Oh, man. Oh, man. This was a picture of dogs playing poker. It wasn't even a Rorschach right. test. <laughs> I know. Right. That's a murder. This is just a picture of my son on my phone. That's 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 my screen. That's my, that's my, that's my wallpaper on my away. phone. I need you to look away. I need you to You know what? I think we're done here. Um, what about this picture of a murder of crows? Uh, like butterflies? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Here's a picture of a man being murdered. A butterfly? See, this is... Yeah. <laughs> now I feel like you're doing this on purpose. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, man. Um, okay. So then he just repeats the entire thing again. So I'm not going to read it. But yeah. you guys can imagine that that's the second half of the song. is him literally just saying... All of that. Um, I will talk about that uh, in, when we get there. But I'm actually not done because one thing I did want to talk about. Well, can I just say that, like a, one thing before yeah. you move on? I think what's interesting about the fact that he repeats the entirety of the song, I think you could look at it two ways. One, it's weighing on him that much. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like right. he wakes up in the middle of the night and then relives the whole thing. Or this just keeps happening. Like at yeah, another maybe. party, mm. he's like, well, mm. I'm just the nice guy. Right. Yep. Right. Or yeah. again, this happens every night. Like he right. can't stop thinking about it. He just obsesses over it. So every night when he goes to bed, it's like a cyclical thing. It's literally. And he's like, I can't believe I do exactly the same thing every night. Whether it's whether it's the same girl or a different girl. It's always like, I just cannot believe that like, I, this keeps happening. Man, I am the definition of insanity. This is just <laughs> the same thing, expecting different results. Man, oh, exactly. man. Mm. Um, so what I want to say was, like I said about how, like, I feel like the Killers, for whatever reason, a lot of their songs left me with the same feeling where I was just like, what are you, what are you talking about? Um... <laughs> Because it's not just this one. So I do want to point out, we don't normally do this, but I'm going to bring in other songs. Because I remind you, another hit of theirs is the song Somebody Told Me, in which they say, well, somebody told me that you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year. What? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? What are you talking about? So is that, wait, you had you had a girlfriend who looked, no, wait, I, no, you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that I had. So these are two different people. They just happen to look alike. And so that means we should date? Is that what I'm taking away from this? I, it's very confusing because then the next lines are, because if it was like girlfriend, you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend, it could be that it is the same person. But also, right. the, but the next two lines don't make any sense, which is it's not confidential. I've got potential. A right. Russian, a Russian around. So who is he trying to reach out to? It's so confusing. I don't know, but that's what I mean. <laughs> but it's also one of those things where, like, it's not the kind of thing where I'm just like, ah, whatever, it's just nonsense. I'm like, it feels like there's something here. Right. It feels like there's something here. But then when I try to get my arms around it, it's just like foam. It just floats away. I can't, I just can't seem to to figure out what you're talking about. 
Brandon. Um, <laughs> that's his name. Mr. Um, Flowers. And they have a lot of examples like that. But um, all right. Expanded Universe. What do we got? Expanded Universe. Could this be um, Mama Told Me Not to Come? His mom th- probably yeah. told him not to come. Oh, yeah. He's falling asleep drinking his tea. <laughs> like, is this sleepy time? I told you I don't want sleepy oh, time. Come tea. on! Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted a zinger for God's sake. <laughs> raspberry, lemon, any of the zingers. I mean, if he's in a cage, does he imagine himself in like Folsom Prison? Mm. You know, is that is like is he in a is he in a Folsom Prism of his emotions? Nice, right? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Hey. I'm pretty excited about that one. Did you say ooh or boo? I said <laughs> Cause, ooh. ooh. Oh, because I was going to say both sounds are appropriate for what I just said. As he's spiraling, I'm, I'm sure at some point he's like, you know what? If this guy was drowning, I wouldn't lend a hand. Mm, that's true. I betcha. If it's in the air tonight. So, so this woman, before she calls the cab, if they're at a party together, do you think she's saying let the music play? He won't get away. Oh, like is, does okay. she, is she also have her own internal monologue that's happening during this party? Like she's not even thinking about this Mr. Brightside guy. She's totally focused on this other guy trying to get, but she's like, don't worry. He won't get away. He'll come yeah. back to me. Yeah, I think so. I think that makes sense. Okay. I think mm-hmm. years later, uh, well, one, this woman is named Martha and years later he calls her <laughs> And is like, hey, you remember that cast party? And she was like, I don't, I don't, were you in the show? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I did the curtains. He's like, yeah, I put, <laughs> I pull, I pull, 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 pull. Um, I put the labels on the, um, on the hangers. Do you remember? <laughs> they, they were really into that, the hangers. Uh, that was like a super important thing. You remember so. that time you, you put your dress on the wrong hanger? I, and I, mm-hmm. I fixed it for you. And, uh, I'm not mad anymore, but you just put your, <laughs> dress on the right hanger anyway you're not are you still doing coffee? that <laughs> you're not still doing that are you uh, just just checking <laughs> just just double checking that can i let me ask you this i know this sounds weird but can we get coffee and then can i come check your closet and make sure that all of the all of your dresses are on the right hanger i know that's like a weird thing but it would be like it would mean like a lot to me it'd be like super important to me if that if that was okay um, um yeah i just got a new label maker so i need to use it <laughs> while he's um while he's falling asleep, do you think that the the um, seasick lullabies or the the sick lullabies that he is listening to are being sung to him by Sean Mullins? <laughs> saying, <laughs> oh yeah, things gonna be all right. Well, if maybe this maybe this takes place at uh at one of the parties that he went to or the lady in lullaby went. To? I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> we've done a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like, if Chumma was like, "Everything's gonna be alright," and Mr. Bryce says, "Like, bro, sick lullaby, bro. That's sick lullaby. lullaby. You should record that. That's sick." (laughs) Thanks, bro. That means a lot to me. Says Sean Mullins to Mr. Brightside as he's falling asleep. Maybe this, if it's a cast party, it's during the school year. It's in the winter. He's spiraling again, and he's like, right now, they're probably in a meadow. They're probably building a snowman, and that snowman is going to marry them. They are getting married right now by a snowman. (laughs) They named him Parson Brown. Um, Dude, maybe some coffee. 
Yeah, settle down, yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to so- kill that snowman. I'm going to find him. and I'm gonna, that's, that's my destiny. I'm going to kill that snowman for marrying them. Uh, somebody get me a flamethrower. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's <laughs> the kid who he's the kids who knocked it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. He went over and just started that's kicking right. a snowman to death. Take that's that, right. snowman. Yeah. I'm Mr. Brightside. Um, and they're like, as he oh, knocks man. it down, the snowman's like, I'll be back someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. This girl sounds mm-hmm. really cool. And I bet she's yeah. tall. And I bet okay. she's wearing a black dress. Mm. I bet she's a long, cool okay. woman in a black dress. Uh, I think we- we've established she's in a 18th century gown. Okay, right. name one song about an 18th century gown that we've done, Michael. <laughs> Not out of the realm of possibility. But... I mean, they could be, yeah, they could be in a speakeasy. That that could be, you know, they. I'm sure they had sour apple, sour apple pucker in uh, in 1930s speakeasies, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, bathtub <laughs> sour yeah. apple pucker. She's a sure. narc. <laughs> cool. Well, if we're coming to the end here, I just want to say we got Mr. Brightside. Mm-hmm. You know, do we have to get him together with Noah, Mr. Nikai, and, and Mr. Bojangles? Um, oh, we have got to get these three together. Get I all think the that misters. Would be a very bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get all our misters together. And we can throw in Mrs. Robinson in there if we want. Just, yeah. you know. And then as soon as we do a song by Mr. Mister, we're, mm, we're set. Wow. We oh, got yeah. the band. There you go. Perfect. See? The whole gang um, is here. All right. <laughs> All the misters are here. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we come back. We'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Right, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Well, the Killers were formed in Las Vegas, Nevada in 2001. The band members are Brandon Flowers on vocals and keyboards, Dave Kooning on guitar and vocals, Mark Stormer on bass and vocals, and Ronnie Venucci Jr. on drums. Brandon Flowers was born June 21st, 1981, and grew up in the Las Vegas suburb called Henderson. 
while Dave Kooning was born March 28, 1976, and grew up in a small town in Iowa called Pella. Pella. (laughs) 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 Which I think is also maybe like- The windows? Yeah, windows. I was going to be like, insulation? I always see the trucks, and I'm never quite sure what they are. Uh, Those windows come from Iowa? (laughs) Um, So in early 2001, Brandon Flowers had just been fired from his first band, a synth-pop trio called Blush Response. Solid name. Man, getting fired from Blush. I mean, and now, like, you can't go anywhere without people talking about Blush Response. It's tough. It's tough. Ugh. I mean, I came and watch an NFL game because they're constantly cutting to blush response in <laughs> in the yeah, stands. Wait, enough already. <laughs> enough with blush response. <laughs> so that's really that's really uh, uh, a shame for Brandon that he got cut out of blush yeah. response. Um, I feel like you guys are joking, but they are my favorite synth pop trio now duo. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they won the Grammy for best synth pop trio that is now a duo. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're called the synth pop equivalent of Simon and Garfunkel now. So you, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. can't get away from them. In that they no. broke up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they hate each other. <laughs> so after getting fired from Blush Response, looking for something new, he came across an ad posted in a Las Vegas newspaper by Dave Kooning, who had moved to Las Vegas the year before and was currently working at a Banana Republic in the Venetian Casino. Oh, so was Banana Republic looking for new stock people? <laughs> yep, that's, that was what it was. So anyway, he got a job there. They're both doing great. They hang out all the time <laughs> in the Banana Republic. They get discounts at the food court. It's great. Yeah. It's just funny to me because I forget like, oh, right, there's stores inside a casino and yeah. someone has to work there. It's like whenever I buy something at the airport and I'm like, what is your day like getting here to, <laughs> to work at this Dunkin' Donuts in the airport? Like That's weird. You know how it's a nightmare for everybody to get here just to travel right. out of here? Like, is that right. your commute every right. day? Right. Like, do you have to go through security to be able to give me change for my terrible coffee at this? <laughs> and my cruller? Brooklyn Roasters or whatever like weird coffee shops that you only see in airports. Anyway, so Flowers and Kooning met and immediately bonded over a love of bands like Oasis, New Order, and The Cure. During that first meeting, Kooning also gave Flowers a demo of a song he was working on. Does anyone want to guess the name of that song? Um, Was it Mr. Brightside? It was Mr. Brightside. Oh, okay. Hey, okay. What's the name of the song? Wow, right off the bat, huh? Now, they would rework the song together, and actually Flowers like almost completely rewrote the lyrics. So they are both credited as songwriters on the released version of the song. But the music part of Mr. Brightside was pre-existing, and it was on that first demo. Can I ask about the ad that was placed in the paper? Did it just say Killers Wanted? Because that's (laughs) weird. Yeah, no, there was a lot. There was a lot of confusion. Kunig's um, <laughs> like, well, I guess I'll go with this then. All right, we're a band now. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> As he, he puts like... away his like knives. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for a band. It's for a band. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that guy who plays the spoons? I play the knives. Anyway, let me, I'm going to put this back. <laughs> I got to make two quick phone calls and <laughs> return a couple of things to Home Depot, and then we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just gotta. I gotta just return ten million dollars to um, a gangster. Don't worry about that. That's not a big deal. I just gotta do that right now. And then let's talk about this band idea you got because it sounds great. No, no, I, I really have to return that right now. Time, time is an issue. Yeah. <laughs> 
So um, the final version of Mr. Brightside would be released September 29th, 2003. And it would hit number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Oof. Flowers were called to NME, the magazine in 2003. I remember being in the studio recording the demo, but still writing the lyrics. I was procrastinating, and that's why the second verse is just the same as the first one, but it just stuck. Oh. So remember, kids, procrastinate and half-ass things, and you too can have a hit. <laughs> um, the more you know <laughs> exactly it's good advice so let's jump back so flowers and kooning formed a band which in the early days had a revolving lineup of bassists and drummers but by 2002 bassist mark stormer and drummer ronnie venucci jr had joined and the lineup was solidified and has stayed the same until today great which ps was 22 years ago yeah yowza crazy right I'm going to talk more about that in actually one second. But speaking of New Order, the name of the band came from a video for the New Order 2001 hit Crystal, which features a fake band singing the song. And the name on the bass drum for that fake band reads The Killers. Huh. That's so cool. That's, that's awesome. That's I, I had no from. idea. Yeah, yeah. So that's where they got it from. Also, you know the way that Killers is written in like dots? Yeah. It's like, it looks like lights. Uh-huh. Do you know where they got that? Broadway? Yeah. Nope, they got that from the front of the Elvis number ones album that was like really popular at the time. <laughs> oh, Remember? wow. Yeah, Genius. yeah. It's Genius. the same thing. So they just stole that. <laughs> and we're like, let's do this. It might even be the same font. It is. Uh, yeah, they had like Kooning's then girlfriend like draw it, and they have used that exact drawing for like everything up until now. Like, they wow. just have never. That's cool. Never it. I, I'm sorry. I love a band with a logo. <laughs> I agree. I, I love yeah, a logo. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Consistent branding, it's great. <laughs> I love it. I, I really no. do. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Venucci was studying classical percussion at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. At night, the band would sneak into the practice space and practice. During this time, they wrote most of what would become their first album called Hot Fuss. Braden Merrick was an AR rep from Warner Brothers Records who came across their demo on a website dedicated to unsigned bands in the Las Vegas area. And boy, does that say 2002 internet or what? <laughs> it's the <laughs> Wild a, West, baby. <laughs> a website with just demos of unsigned Las Vegas bands. That was Yikes. just a website, folks. That just existed. And yeah. if you wanted to find it, you couldn't go on Twitter or anything. You just you had to nope. go to a dedicated website for that thing. This so he went to geocities.com. Probably. Yeah. And he, he went there and there was a little animation of a crane that said under construction. <laughs> um, and then it, he found out that he was the 12,000th person who had gone to that website because a little number flipped over. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, there's a web ring. So let me click on this and see what <laughs> other websites are in this web ring. Yeah, I found this by stumbleupon.com. What other <laughs> early internet things can I bring up. Um, Jeeves, how can I find a band right. that's unsigned <laughs> but only in the Las Vegas area? Mm -hmm. Well, ask my Thanksgiving Day Parade balloon. Um, <laughs> was I'm there not. an Ask Jeeves Thanksgiving <laughs> yes. Day Parade? Oh, there oh sure wow. <laughs> Money well spent on oh, yeah. a company that still totally exists. Um, Does it really? Still out there. No, I don't. Oh. I, I, have no I have no idea. I mean, it might, but. But who cares? Um, yeah, exactly. I think Jeeves cares. Yeah. <laughs> Jeeves is like, I was on top. <laughs> um, then I'll keep crashing down. Now he's got to go back to being a butler. <laughs> I flew too close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a balloon. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> they let me go and I flew away. So Braden eventually became the band's manager and sent demos to all the major labels. The first to show interest was Lizard King Records in London, which signed the band. On August 19th, 2003, the song Mr. Brightside premiered on DJ Zane Lowe's BBC Radio 1 show in the UK, which is a big deal if you guys don't know who Zane Lowe is, but he breaks a lot of backs on his show on BBC One. So the Killers released their debut album, Hot Fuss, on June 7th, 2004 in the United Kingdom on Lizard King Records and a week later in the US on Island Records. In both countries, it was an immediate hit. It peaked at number seven on the U.S. album charts and hit number one in the U.K. and Australia. Is this why for a long time I thought they were a British band? Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Potentially. I mean, they feel like that. Yeah. But that was sort of going around at the time. Totally. Because there were a lot. They were like the Strokes and, and all those bands that were dressed in like suits and stuff. And they felt British. Mm-hmm. I did know that the killers are famously from Las Vegas because that's just like a weird place to be from. Right. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I don't know if people were from Las Vegas. And like Brandon Flowers, as I said, is like literally from Las Vegas. Like he yeah. grew up there, which no offense to anyone who grew up there, but that just feels like a, like, it doesn't feel like a place like anyone lives. You know what I mean? To- that's almost yeah. being like, it feels, that's like saying like I grew up on the International Space Station. It's like, what? <laughs> what do you t- that's not real. Like nobody lives there. I was raised on a houseboat in Spain. Exactly. So that's not really relevant right now. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the thing that made people think they were British was their second album called Tea and Crumpets. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was tough. But look, Michael, it sold millions. So who are we <laughs> to say? Um, so Hot Fuss was nominated for Best Rock Album at the 2005 Grammys. And somebody told me, which is also from that album, was nominated for Best Rock Song by a duo or a group with vocal and for best rock song. Mm. The difference between those two categories, folks, I don't know what it, why is one best rock song and one's best rock performance? I, you know, look, take it up with the Grammys. What can I tell you? Did they win the Grammys or did Blush Response win the Grammys that year? No, unfortunately, yeah. Blush Response, they, they shut them out. Of course they did. They were only nominated. I mean, look, guys, they were a powerhouse. There was no <laughs> stopping Blush Response. Oh, man. I mean, we just, look, we couldn't get enough. That's all anyone could talk about. Going to Blush Response concert next week. <laughs> Playing Carnegie Hall. Yeah, they finally made it, guys. Full orchestra <laughs> behind them. Yeah. Just yeah. two synth pop people and a full orchestra <laughs> behind them. It's crazy. I mean, they're playing the first three albums straight through, which mm-hmm. is going to be really Solid. Cool. Solid. They had promised for so long to do that. Yeah. And they're finally paying off on it. And they're all double That's albums, great. so it's going to be hours yeah. of, <laughs> of synth pop with no vocals. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dog barking sounds. <laughs> Spaceship, spaceship, spaceship. Six hours of a guy on stage going, the system is down. Um, <laughs> sci-fi movie quotes. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be good. It's gonna but be with the orchestra, oh, wonderful, gorgeous. Right, right, right. yeah. And then, and guys, you know what? Blush Fonts, not British. I don't know so if, you, if you knew that. It's so crazy. They seem like they would be. But no. <laughs> so they were extensively touring all the way until 2006. Um, and then the Killers started working on their second album, Sam's Town. The lead single, When You Were Young, was released in July 2006 and peaked at number 14 on the Hot 100 and number one on the Modern Rock Tracks, i.e. the chart they changed the name of every two years for some reason. <laughs> the album received a lot of good reviews, but also some notable dissensions that ran along a theme. Rolling Stone said on Sam's Town, they seem like they're trying to make a big statement, except they have nothing to say. 
And the New York Times said, like true children of Vegas, the killers create a simulacrum of an important album, swiping desert rain, main streets, devil water, and unflattering mustaches from older heroes, but taking no meaning or inspiration from them. That is the most New York Times (laughs) quote. Oh, really? You think using using the word simulacrum in a (laughs) album review? Yikes. Well, they had the last laugh because the album peaked at number two on the U.S. album charts and number one on the U.K. charts. Uh-huh. So so after this, the band has released five more albums, which I'll talk about in a second. But I do want to talk about the band's trajectory. So they came out. They made a big splash with their debut. And after that, most bands flame out, right? Mm-hmm. A few go on to become world-beating super mega stars like Blush Response. Or there's a third and rarer option, I would say, which is that they... Basically, you just go into second gear and you just keep chugging along. And that's what the Killers have done. They've released five albums. They tour all the time. They have their fans. Their albums that they've released are Day and Age, 2008, Battleborn, 2012, Wonderful, Wonderful, 2017, Imploding the Mirage in 2020, and Pressure Machine in 2021. Hmm. Now, as you guys might know, I've mentioned on the show before, I try to listen to one new album a week. So I've listened to both Imploding Mirage and Pressure Machine. And I'm going to say this. Here's my review. They're pretty good. Good. Nice. Nice. The Day and Age album is is pretty good, too. I mean, they're all good. Don't get me wrong. Human, I think, was on Day and Age. That was a pretty big hit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like I said, all these albums have sold well. Like, they've all been in the top 10, and they're just doing their thing. Again, they have their fans, obviously, and good for them. That's all. I'm just saying they didn't take the pressure and, like, completely burn out like a lot of people did. They were just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to do our thing. But they also weren't like, guys, we got to, I don't know, we got to get, like, a trip hop (laughs) thing in here. Like, we got to get something new. They're just like, this is what we do. We do our thing. People like it, and and it's it's all good. So, so, oh, and I was going to say, and then the singles from those first two albums, like Mr. Brightside, Smile Like You Meet It, somebody told me all these things that I've done, and when you were young, have never really gone away and that's why i still hear them all the time and i feel like that's why it's like so surprising to be like that was 20 years ago (laughs) right it doesn't feel like it 20 years ago it doesn't feel like it because it's still around all the time yeah and that yeah and they and they still feel pretty contemporary right right like they don't they don't feel old no but um yeah like i said they're still around people like because they weren't like i mean they were hits obviously they were top 10 hits but they weren't like number one hits but i also feel like people just like they sound good on the radio like you're just like you you, no one's ever mad if you're like in a bar and like mr brightside comes on right yeah that's cool yeah Yeah. it just goes down easy on december 8th 2023 the band released its second greatest hits compilation rebel diamonds so they're still totally active I will. I just will just end by saying, while doing research, I asked ChatGPT to give me a summary of the band. I did my own research, but sure. I just did it. You know, it's supplemental. I just wanted to say that um, ChatGPT at the end said, um, as of my last update, the Killers remain one of the most beloved and influential bands of the 21st century, with a discography that continues to resonate with fans old and new. With their infectious melodies, electrifying performances, and enduring appeal, the Killers have secured their place in rock music history. So oh I couldn't have said it. <laughs> Any better than myself. ChatGPT, huge <laughs> killer span. Um, I'm pretty sure ChatGPT was talking about blush response. Well, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. So it gets confused sometimes, and yeah. it's just, it only talks about blush response. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that wow. is the history of the killers. Any you guys have any thoughts on the killers before we? They're a fun band. Up? Yeah, they're yeah, great. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all this, all the songs that we mentioned are just really great songs. 
I mean, that's the thing. It's almost like I said, like it, it, it's almost a backhanded compliment. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's good. Like it's just good, solid stuff. And that's I think why the songs just hung around because people were just like, nobody's ever like, oh, this song again. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's it's good stuff. And to your point, like there's songs that came out in 2003 nobody hears like somebody told me on the radio and is like oh my god this is so 2003 it it doesn't feel old it doesn't feel like it just feels kind of timeless and just a good song yeah I mean there is that one line about listening to demos on a GeoCity site but outside (laughs) of that doesn't doesn't really date it there's an entire verse about the uh, under construction (laughs) animation Yep. Absolutely, yeah. That whole song they wrote about Motorola StarTech didn't really <laughs> take off, but aside from that. Yeah, but again, you know, everybody has their missteps. What are you going to do? Let's take a quick break, and we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Hey, folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Michael, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from Mr. Brightside? I learned that while it is absolutely okay to go to a party and just drink tea, you're going to want to check the artwork on the box. Mm. If the mm-hmm. bear on the box is falling asleep, you will fall asleep. If the bear yep. on the box is yep. like whitewater rafting or something, you will be good to go. You can stay awake <laughs> for the entire party. Look for an active yeah. bear is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I just imagine you with like a teacup on a like a whitewater raft, like trying to <laughs> <laughs> Try not to spill it. Guys, can you hold this thing for one second? I just got to finish my tea real quick. This is boiling hot water. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, please. Guys, can we just keep it down a little bit? There's a lot of shaking going on (laughs) in this raft on the white water. Look, here's the thing, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Is the money crazy? Yes. Is the extremes that people are going to crazy? Yeah. But, you know, this is not for you. Okay? This is for a new generation. All right? So, yeah, there's so much insanity about the tickets around blush response, okay? <laughs> but th- yeah. this is memories that these young girls are going to have for the rest of their lives. Right. Like, this is their thing, Give right? them their time, yeah. Yeah, this is a generational thing. Like, don't you don't need to worry about it, okay? You know, this is blush response. This means so much to them. It's the voice of a generation. That, like That's what I'm saying. Just let it happen, okay? Yeah. It's blush response. There's no way around it, all right? And it's just, it's, and, and then the thing is, like, I see blush response, and I'm like, look, this is fun. The music's good. Like, obviously, I'm not going to spend the money for the tickets, but uh, who am I to tell other people? If they want to wait in line six hours and spend $1,000 to see blush response, who am I to say? It's their money, you know? Yeah. So that's all I'm saying, guys. Let's just, let's mm-hmm. take it down a notch. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah, them playing the Super Bowl halftime special is it a uh, is it a little annoying? <laughs> right. Maybe, but you don't have to watch it. It's yeah. worth it to see them at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> so true, so true. Um, Rachel, what'd you learn? Well, I learned that you have to respect your costumes as if 
They are sure. your pride and joy. And mostly because you don't want to then have it trickle down and have it piss off Carol in the pit because she totally staccatoed getting to know you the next night and <laughs> it ruined the entire time. And she did Threw it on everybody purpose. Off. Everybody knows she did it on purpose. Right. But, so, but, but maybe now you learned your lesson. Yeah. Correct. Think correct. about that. And yes, you can wear so. your character shoes home. Fine. But bring them back. <laughs> Look, uh, if you respect the costumes and you befriend the costume designer, mm-hmm. maybe she lets you keep the gowns. <laughs> maybe. 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 We'll see. After all three performances, maybe you keep the gowns. Yeah. 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 Except exactly. that one, because that was rented directly from the TDF yeah, yeah. collection. <laughs> so. so guys, please respect respect the costumes. Yeah. And don't touch other people's props. Do Hands off the prop table. Other, keep it off. Everything is, ta- yes. <laughs> if you need a pen, get a pen somewhere else. That pen is a prop. <laughs> <laughs> that is a prop pen. It doesn't even work. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note about pens. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the Starry Song Podcast. You can follow us on the socials like Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, and you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser or Good Pods or wherever you get your podcast. Um, we would certainly appreciate it if you did, and we will read it on the show. If you like this episode, please go tell a friend and tell them to listen to it. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We will talk to you guys next episode. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story. All right. When you were like, we'll remember what we talked about. Sure mm-hmm. don't. I don't sure don't. I don't remember. Nope. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.